If you have your copy of God's Word with you today, I'd like to ask you to go with me to John, the Gospel of John. Go to John chapter 1. Christmas is a season for rejoicing. Christmas is a season for celebrating. And many of us welcome Christmas in many kinds of ways. Some of us put up lights. Some of us put up decorations. Some of us spend time with family, time with friends. Some of us give gifts. And some of us go to Christmas musicals like we'll have tonight. We rejoice. We celebrate. We're celebrating when we do those kinds of things at Christmas time. We're rejoicing when we do those kinds of things at Christmas time. In fact, we gather at Christmas time to celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the whole purpose of Christmas. In fact, we gather here every Sunday because we wish to celebrate the fact that Jesus lives. We come here every Sunday. I trust that, that you've thought about that before, that that we worship every Sunday because Jesus lives and we celebrate the life of the Lord Jesus Christ as we gather each and every week. And at Christmas time, that wonderful truth is all the more present in our celebrating when we think of the baby Jesus. God incarnate. God in human flesh. We're turning to the Gospel of John today and Lord willing for the next two Sundays to look a little more closely at what reasons we have to celebrate Christmas, and there are many. And the passage I want to begin with today gives great hope, gives great encouragement, but there's also a sad note sounded in this passage. There is great hope and light and life sounded in this passage, but there is a a note of darkness and sadness in this passage too because not all is joyful at Christmas time. Not all is rejoicing at Christmas time. The passage that we're looking at makes it clear that not all the world was celebrating when Jesus came. And not all the world celebrates today because Jesus came. In fact, it points to just the opposite. So let's look at John chapter 1. I want to look at verses 1 through 13 this morning. We're not going to look closely at all these verses, but for the sake of context, I want to look at these 13 verses and read them together as, as we prepare ourselves for this passage. Follow along, looking at your copy of the Word as I read from the English Standard Version. John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through Him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. And verse 9 says, The true light, which enlightens everyone, 
was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through Him, yet the world did not know Him. He came to His own, and His own people did not receive Him. But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now there are many wonderful reasons for celebrating the arrival of Jesus, and we can see there are many here in the passage before us this morning. And in verse 1, we can see we can see it in one of the first of several names given Jesus here in John's Gospel. Jesus is the Word. And Jesus is called the Word because He reveals the mind and the heart of God. Jesus is the representation of God Himself and human flesh. Jesus is God incarnate who came to be the sacrifice for sinners. But we're not going to look too closely at that part of verse 1. In fact, we're going to move on into the passage a little bit further. Another descriptive name is life. Life, which is a concept John points to frequently here. We see it in John chapter 20, in fact, in verse 31, that by believing you may have life in His name. That's what we see in verse 4. Look at verse 4 again. In Him was life. And that life was the light of men. In Him was life. Now what is it that characterizes that life? Here in verse 4, John says that this life is the light of men. Jesus, the light. That's a third descriptive name we're given here for Jesus. Why is Jesus the light? Because... Well, think of Jesus being the light for this reason, because life comes from light. Jesus is the creator and sustainer of all life. Verse 3 points to this when it says that all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And so in verse 4 we're told that in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Light is life. That's a common theme found in the Bible. Light is a, is a thing that is godly wisdom. It is righteousness. It is life. It's also something we know from nature, don't we? We know it from God's creation. If you've tried to grow something outdoors, you know it needs not only soil and water and air, but it needs light. Turn over a rock and you'll find nothing green there that isn't slimy. Right? Light is life. Jesus is light and life. Jesus brings both to mankind. That's a reason for celebrating at Christmas that Jesus brings light and life. He brings both to mankind. And this is why we can celebrate at Christmas. Now, I noted it at the beginning. There's a sad note sounded here. There's an opposite side of this truth shown here. 
The other side of this common theme in the Bible of light being life and righteousness is that darkness is often associated with sin and death. In John chapter 3 and verse 20, John says this, For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his works should be exposed. Back in the Old Testament, in Isaiah 29, in verse 15, it's put like this, Ah, you who hide deep from the Lord your counsel, whose deeds are in the dark, and who say, Who sees us? Who knows us? God says, I do. Jeremiah 16.17 For my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from me, nor is their iniquity concealed from my eyes. And this is just what John is pointing to in verse 5 here in John chapter 1 when he says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Praise God as we hear from the Old Testament His eyes are on all our ways and on all the ways of the world. And He sees the desperate need for sinners to have light shined into their hearts. The light of life, the Lord Jesus Christ, so that they might be saved and forgiven their sins. And He sends the Lord Jesus Christ to be the sacrifice for sins. And we can celebrate at Christmas time because that's true. Light outshines darkness and we can celebrate at Christmas because Jesus is the light of life. Don't ever forget that in all of your celebrating that you are celebrating the light of life, the Lord Jesus Christ. In all of your gift giving, in all of the parties that you might go to this time of year or the time with family, do not forget that the reason we can celebrate Christmas is because Jesus is the light of life. John 8.12, I am the light of the world. Who said that? (laughs) Jesus did. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows Me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Why celebrate Christmas? Because light is life. Light outshines darkness. This is one of the truths about Jesus we ought to remember when we when we drive around this time of year and see all the Christmas lights. It's one of the things that we enjoy doing as a family. It's one of our favorite traditions as a family to kind of drive around one night close to Christmas and just take in all the Christmas lights. And there's nothing like driving through a dark neighborhood and into a brightly lit, festive neighborhood with a brilliant Christmas scene spread with lights because brilliant light outshines darkness. Later in John chapter 12, in verse 46, uh, Jesus points to this as the reason He came. Think of it. Jesus came to outshine the darkness of this world, the darkness of sin. Listen to verse 46 from John 12. I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in Me may not remain in darkness. So we can rejoice and we can celebrate at Christmas 
because Jesus is the light and because the righteousness of Christ overcomes the darkness of sin. That's a wonderful truth. Darkness is overcome by the light. We can look at the culture and the world that we live in And as believers at times, we can grieve and we should grieve, but we can get so troubled that we think darkness outshines the light. It never does. It never will. Be encouraged. Darkness will never overcome light. Light means life. And Jesus, the light, means life for all those who believe in His name. And what this dark world needs is Christians to shine like bright lights with the Gospel truth. You see, this is such good news for the world that God sent a witness to come before Christ proclaiming that truth. We see that witness in verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The Apostle John writes here in verse 6 of John the Baptist. And I want you to recognize here the grace of God in this. Think of the grace of God in sending a witness to the world that the light of life was coming. A witness to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ is coming. Note verses 7 and 8. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through Him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Note that John wasn't the light himself. That's a reminder to us that we're not the light. We're to be light. We're to be reflecting the light of Christ, the light of truth, the light of the Gospel. But we're to be pointing people to the light, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is light and life. John wasn't the light himself, but he was a witness about the light. Why? What was God's purpose in sending John to be a witness about Jesus? Verse 7 says this. Look at verse 7 again. That all might believe through Him. That is, through Jesus that all might believe in Jesus and be saved, be forgiven their sins, be cleansed and washed and made new and have the light of life put in their hearts. Now, John the Baptist was not the first witness to the light of life. He was not the first witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. He was not the only witness to the light. There were others that came before Him. There were others that came after Him. But just as there have been others who point to the light of life, John the Baptist's role was also to bear witness, to be obedient to God in bearing the witness about the Lord Jesus Christ. Again in verse 7, that all might believe. This is our message to the world. Look at who Jesus is and believe in Him. That's what He asks of you. Believe in Him. Trust in Him. In fact, this is the same reason for which Jesus confronted Paul. Remember the account of Paul's journey to Damascus when Jesus confronts Paul. Jesus tells Paul, then called Saul, that he was sending him for the purpose of telling others about himself, about Christ, the light. Why? 
Listen to Acts 26 and verse 18. (coughs) To open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in Me. Belief. This is what God calls us to when He sends His Son into the world. This is what we celebrate. That all God requires of us is that we believe in His Son and then He moves in and He takes up residence and He shows light, shines light into our hearts and shows light into our lives and brings change and light and life that is God glorifying. So here's the grace of God at work. And this is a wonderful reason for celebrating at Christmas because God sent messengers to point to the light of life. God sends messengers and He's still sending messengers. I would like to think that everyone in this room who is trusted in Jesus Christ realizes that they are a messenger being sent by God to shine the light of life on the lives of people who need Christ. To show them the light of life. To point them to the Lord Jesus Christ. We are messengers. We're with John. We're with John. Shining the light on Jesus Christ. Showing that He has come to bring forgiveness of sins through faith in Him. God sent messengers to point to the light of life. And we can celebrate because God sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, the light so that people would turn from the power of Satan to God because God is greater. Just as we heard again and again in our study of Hebrews, because Jesus is better. And when people do trust in Christ, when people do believe in the light, the Lord Jesus Christ, they receive forgiveness of sins. And so the message of Christmas is receive the true light Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Believe in Jesus. Celebrate the coming of God in human flesh. Celebrate Jesus by believing in Him. All of our celebration is for nothing if we don't believe in Jesus. You see, you need the forgiveness of sins. I need the forgiveness of sins. And through faith in Christ, we receive it. Praise God. But note next, we have here in verses 9-11 through something very sobering. Note that not all the world celebrated then. And not all the world celebrates the arrival of Jesus now. Look at verses 9-11 through again. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. Verse 10, He was in the world and the world was made through Him, yet the world did not know Him. And then verse 11 is even more startling. He came to His own. And His own people did not receive Him. There's a sobering truth here that for followers of Christ, 
for those who have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's kind of hard for us to grasp. It's hard for us to understand at times, especially when we have someone near and dear to us, when we're sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with them, the one that we placed our faith in, the one who has saved us from our sins, and we explain the gospel, and they don't believe. And we say, how can you not believe? You read a passage like this, like John chapter 1, and you think, how could you not believe? Not everyone then was willing to believe. Not everyone now is willing to believe. Even His own people, even the Jewish people as a whole, rejected Jesus. Even God's chosen people rejected Jesus Christ as a whole. Oh yes, there were some who believed in Him. But even His own people turned their back on Him. And it wasn't because they weren't expecting a Messiah. It wasn't because they didn't know about the Messiah that was coming. It wasn't because when He came, they didn't see His miracles or they didn't witness His incredibly powerful teaching. No, they witnessed all those things. They saw His miracles. They ate the food that He made from, from just a few loaves and a few fish. And they, and they walked because He gave them new feet. He gave them sight and they saw. And He gave them ears and they heard. And He gave them a tongue and they spoke. He brought healing, and yet very few believed. It wasn't because they didn't know. It was because of the sinfulness of their own hearts. It was because they preferred darkness over light. They refused to believe. That's the world that we live in today still. We're surrounded by people who desperately need to believe. They need the light of the Gospel. They need the light of life of Lord Jesus Christ. And some, we explain the Gospel to them and they won't believe. They refuse. John 3.19 says, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. We ought not be surprised. We, we will be disheartened. We might be discouraged at times when we share the Gospel and it seems to fall on deaf ears, but it ought not surprise us because there are those who struggle with loving light, loving darkness instead of light. Their struggle is with the devil and the flesh and the sinful nature. And and we would say, why would you not believe in Jesus? How could you not believe in the One who gives life to everything? For those who won't believe, it's because they love their sin. Sin has a stranglehold on them. They are held captive by their sin, says God's Word. And sadly, many think they're having more fun living for the devil than they would living as a believer in Jesus, as a Christian. And some fear man. Some look around and think, I'm afraid of what I might have to give up. Many think they're going to have to give something up or give up those who 
they hold dear. They don't believe in the light of life because they're afraid of what others will think of them. And some, some are just plain hardened in their sinful ways. Hardened hearts that cannot see the light. And all who won't believe in Jesus are being deceived because they love darkness rather than light. There are people all around us who are celebrating the Christmas season, but they aren't celebrating Christ. They receive the holiday. They make much of the Christmas season, but they don't receive Christ. And to them, God has sent believers as messengers of light. This is incredible to me. This is why we ought to realize that there is hope for the world that we live in to see who Jesus is because God has put messengers here in this place and in this time to hear the good news of Christ and to leave this place and to live for six days in this world before we come back for a recharge and a refresh with the Gospel so that the world that we live in will see who Jesus is and trust in Him. You see, the joyful news that we see next should encourage each believer here today to live and speak for Christ so that God will be glorified. Look at verse 12. But to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Believe in Jesus' name. Believe in who He is. Believe in what He has done and what He has accomplished for you. And you will be His child. You will be a child of God. And we can celebrate at Christmas because of this. Because of this wonderful news. This fact that all people who do receive the true light to all who believe in the name of Jesus, they all become children of God, adopted permanently into God's family. The Lord Jesus Christ saves them all. But there's something interesting here, just so that we don't think that this is something of our own doing. Look at verse 13. Just so we don't think this is any doing of our own, we have verse 13, which is a reminder that those who believe in Jesus were born, verse 13, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You see, it is God who brings regeneration. It is God who brings new life. Yes, He sends us as messengers, but don't ever forget, you're the messenger. You're not God. You don't give new life. You bring it. You show it. You explain. You encourage. You implore. Trust in Jesus. But you don't save anybody. You didn't save yourself. If you trust in Christ, you didn't save yourself. You were not born, you were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Becoming a child of God is no doing of your own. You are born again by the power of the light of life, which Jesus Christ made possible by His death on the cross for your sins and by His resurrection from the dead for your justification. It's all God's doing. And what does He ask you to do? Believe. Have faith in Jesus. Trust 
in Him. And you do not become a child of God, nor do you save anyone by blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. And sometimes I think God lets us encounter those people who are just so hard-hearted that they won't believe so that we realize we can't do anything to save them. We can only share the good news. We are called to be faithful. We are called to not give up. And we are called to work hard to share the Gospel. But we're also called to remember that it is God's work in saving sinners. He softens hard hearts. He shines light into darkness. You don't become a child of God by blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. You become a child of God not by your heritage, not by your good upbringing, not by your parents' faith, nor by the faith of their parents, not by your standing in this world as a good worker or a good business owner, not by your apparent goodness as the good person that you are, not by the world's standard of goodness, and not by your faithful church attendance either, though you should be here. (laughs) But you become a child of God by your belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. You come to Christ not by your own means or schemes, but only by faith in the one Son of God, the light of life, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can celebrate at Christmas because Jesus is the one and only light of life. He is the true light. Jesus himself says, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so it's through his shed blood that Jesus gives the way of salvation. He's the light of life, which brings grace and truth to those in sin and error, those who are enslaved in sin. And if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, that was you at once, enslaved to your sin, bound in chains of sin, bound in darkness of sin. But Jesus came and sets us free when we trust in Him. And for that reason, we can celebrate the Christ of Christmas. But how tragic to be among the many in the world who will not believe and waste their lives stumbling in darkness without the true light. But as John writes in John 20 and verse 31 about what he wrote here in his Gospel, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. Will you receive Jesus? Do you receive Jesus? Do you celebrate the Savior, the Christ of Christmas? To those who receive the Lord Jesus Christ, God gives forgiveness of sins 
and eternal life and you become a child of God. What a precious gift. There is no gift that matches that one. May we each celebrate wholeheartedly the Christ of Christmas. May we each, this Christmas season, remember that if we're followers of Christ, we are to be lights in darkness. Lights that point to the light. Lights that speak truth, that shine the truth of the Gospel, that that shine on God's glory and point to the light that brings life. The Lord Jesus Christ. May we each celebrate wholeheartedly the Christ of Christmas and may each believer here today grow in our witness about Him before the watching world. May we leave here today encouraged and equipped and strengthened and bold to live like believers in the light of life.